Welcome to YFC Now, with news and encouragement from Fresno Madera Youth for Christ. Ministering to area kids for over 65 years, here is the host of YFC Now, Executive Director Ed Kazmarek. All right, thank you for joining us here on KGED for another edition of YFC Now. It's the uh, radio show about Youth for Christ, Fresno Madera Youth for Christ. Uh, it's not just about Youth for Christ. We also want to talk about important issues in the Valley, uh, especially regarding teens. Of course, Youth for Christ's focus is working on teenagers, basically ages uh, 13 to 18. Although we often have been known to help little kids as well. We uh, increasingly have gotten involved with elementary schools. Lowell Elementary is the school that is right across the street from our headquarters office downtown. Our office is on Divisadero and San Pablo, so we are in the heart of the Lowell Elementary School neighborhood. We love the neighborhood. There are great things going on in Lowell. Uh, Good folks that live up and down the street from us, and we have opportunities and activities for the kids all uh, all week long, either at our building or uh, locations near our building. And our great staff and, our, and teams of volunteers work with the kids in the Lowell area as well. Uh, our building has been uh, at in the Lowell area. Uh, we've been there since 1972. Uh, we actually occupy former fire station number one in Fresno. And if you get to come by our building, you will see that we have a large room set aside that we call Station One in honor of the fire station. And that's where the kids come and play. And we we get to put loving adults in the lives of kids who oftentimes don't have a loving adult waiting for them at home or uh, other challenges in, in the home and with family that we can help support them through. So every kid needs a caring adult in their life. And that's what Youth for Christ is all about. Well, uh, we, of course, have ministry on campus. Folks who know Youth for Christ know that we, for years, have been working on high school campuses. People know our great ministry, Campus Life, from the past. And, of course, we also are working on middle school campuses. People out there may remember uh, a ministry called Teen Dimension. And Teen Dimension was what we now call Campus Life M. Uh, It's Campus Life for Middle School. But that was uh, initially how we started our outreach and our ministry to middle school kids. And so Youth for Christ enjoys a great, great um, legacy and uh, I would say a good reputation on campus as well because we just love to go and support campuses, love on kids, uh, facilitate clubs, Christian clubs to happen on campus, whether it's before, during, or after school and just make a difference and help kids make a positive difference on their campus. And that's what we're all about with our campus outreach. Well, today's show is a little bit uh, off of the campus path because we're going to talk about a segment of our ministry that deals with kids that oftentimes uh, maybe aren't going to school anymore. Um, And we're talking about a group of young ladies that are teenage moms. Now, I'm a parent. I have uh, little kids age 8 and 10, and so I want to give you this disclaimer right now if you're listening that uh, we're going to talk pretty honestly about what it's like to be a a teen mom, and I don't mean a mom of a teenager. I mean a teenage mom. So we'll talk uh, pretty in-depth about that subject matter. So if you've got little kids listening, you might want to just beware and uh, do a little filtering, but... um, 
I definitely want to share with our listening audience about the importance of ministering to teenage moms who are in situations that uh, oftentimes, due to some poor decisions, they've found themselves in really tough situations. They may be ostracized from their family. They may have been asked to move out of the house. Uh, They may be in financial desperation. They may even be in danger uh, because of the crowd that they've gotten in with. And these are young girls. And when I say young, I'm talking about as young as 12 and 13 who have gotten themselves in situations that are very, very difficult. And uh, I want to emphasize that these are kids that if you could meet them, you would just fall in love with these girls and uh, want to treat them uh, just like you would your own kids. These are lovely girls, and they're basically girls or children raising children. So uh, this is the situation. We actually know that in the Central Valley, 7 out of 1,000 births are to teenage moms. Okay, and when, we talk, when we're talking about teenagers, we're talking about uh, age 18 and down. 7 out of 1,000 of those births are to teenagers. And we also know a statistic that uh, we believe approximately 14 out of 1,000 of those uh, pregnancies are to teenagers. So what I'm saying is that at least 7 out of 1,000 pregnancies are probably being terminated as well. And we certainly want to see an end to that. We want to see, first of all, we'd like to see Girls make great choices and not change the course of their life into a very difficult direction. So uh, what we have at Youth for Christ, uh, because we're geared to the times and anchored to the rock, we have had to be geared to the times of our culture and work with teenage moms. And uh, we've found ourselves in many interesting situations in finding and ministering to teenage moms. We have a wonderful division that we call Teen Parents. In this division, we have a wonderful staff member named Ginny Payne. And Ginny is the director of our Teen Parents program. Um, across the nation, Youth for Christ chapters, some of them have Teen Parents programs. Certainly not many of them, but we happen to have one of the foremost programs in the country in working with teenage moms. And I'm very, very proud of what we get to do in in helping these girls at their point of need. So I want to introduce right now, I've got here in the studio with me, Ginny Payne, our Director of Teen Parents. So welcome, Ginny. Thank you very much. Uh, Ginny's uh, a wonderful person. You know, uh, Ginny, you actually started out in ministry with Youth for Christ as a volunteer with the Teen Moms, right? What, right. what, what was the first thing that you did as a volunteer? Um, I actually started out cooking for a... Uh, planning retreat that the mentor moms were on, had no intention of getting involved. But as I listened to these women talk about the girls planning for the next year and the relationships that they had with them, I fell in love with these girls. And so I started going to the meetings and getting involved. Mentor moms. So tell me about that. Are these moms? Are these the mothers of the teenagers? What is a mentor mom? Hmm. A mentor mom isn't necessarily somebody who's a mommy, actually. (laughs) Um, A woman who is interested in reaching out and loving on these girls. We have women that are in their 20s who just love the Lord and have such a tender heart um, 
to be a part of these girls' lives. And then we also have moms who are, you know, raising infants and toddlers themselves. We have moms who are grandmas um, that are involved. And um, we, we match up girls with mentor moms. They make phone calls to them. They meet them at the meetings. Sometimes they take them out for coffee and just talk. We have some moms that actually invite the girls into their homes so that they can experience what a healthy family looks like, what a healthy marriage looks like, and positive discipline in the home. And, and um, they teach them how to cook. They're just, um, that, that verse that talks about the older women teaching the younger women just really comes to life in this ministry. Well, tell me about this, though, Ginny. Why, why have you brought in these ladies to act as mentor moms? Why don't... When a question our audience might have is, why don't the young girls' own moms serve that purpose? I mean, why should we be surrogate moms to these teenage girls? I think my first response, many of the girls don't have that mother, that mommy in their life who is teaching them and helping them through this. And then second, secondly would be that the relationship gets so strained um, when a girl becomes pregnant, it's often a disappointment. It's, um, it puts a lot of strain, a lot of stress in the family. And so just to have another person come into her life and um, listen to her and be there to help alongside is just, it's, it's phenomenal, the relationships that happen. And there's part of that, too, where you have another person in your life that is going to have some expectations for you, can help you make some goals, but is looking after you. You, you kind of want to live up to that. And we're seeing some great changes in girls' lives because of these relationships with someone else who is involved and is helping them. Let me back up a second, Ginny, and ask uh, what, what happens in a teenage girl's mind? What, how do these girls get in this situation? Again, here we have 13, 14, 15 year old girls, and they're ending up with not only sometimes one baby, but then pregnant again. Can you explain what's going on in the mind of a teenage girl or in the mind of their boyfriend? And, and, uh, even in our culture, what is going on these days? Um, easy answer, and I hear so much, is that, oh, these girls just want love. And I could stop there, but I think it's so much more in our culture these days that when you are in a relationship, a dating relationship, sex is mandatory. It's what happens. It's part of it. It's a natural part of it. They're taught that in in music and in TV and movies. And it's not coming from the home either. I mean, their mothers are living with boyfriends and they are just learning from, from every aspect in their life that it's a natural part of a relationship. And whether they want to or not, they're getting into these sexual relationships and becoming pregnant because it's still the mindset of a teenager. It'll never happen to me. I want to share with you an uh, experience I had that where I thought I was just going to a campus club on one of the middle schools in the area. Uh, again, we support, as Youth for Christ, we support campus clubs happening. We'll encourage the kids to be leaders of their own student-led club. They invite us to come on campus and occasionally be the speaker or uh, to bring pizza and soda and whatnot. And I was a fly on the wall at a middle school student-led club meeting at lunchtime. 
and I was handing out pizza or whatever. But I got to listen to the speaker who had been invited by one of the eighth grade girls. The speaker was a 12-year-old girl who had become pregnant, had her first child at 13, and now was pregnant again at 13 with her second child. Just stunning to think about that. And I do also know that in that case, the boyfriend was much older, um, an older teenager. Um, it That floored me when I heard that story. I know in that uh, room where the girls were talking about that situation, the girls that were in that club certainly learned a lesson about their fellow middle school student that they did not want to have a life-changing event like that where here as a 13-year-old girl, you just want to go to the amusement park. You just want to go and play or go to the movies. But now you've got a young life that you have to take care of. It's completely life-changing. And tell me this, Ginny, are these 14 and 15-year-old girls, are they ready to be mommies? Hmm. Just because a baby comes out of your body doesn't mean you're ready to be a mommy. Certainly. And um, being a mommy is taught. They, um, if they don't have someone that was in their life that was a mommy, if they don't have someone in their life that was a mommy to them, they don't quite know how to do that. They can take parenting classes. They can learn to do things that are healthy for the baby. But holding a baby in your arms and just talking to them and cooing back and forth and holding them close to you, that's a learned thing to be a mommy like that. And it breaks my heart when I hear 12 and 13 year old girls that, you know, that, that beginning, they're not even teenagers yet. That beginning just stops right there because now they're a mama and they need to learn these things. They need to learn how to nurture that baby when they still need to be nurtured themselves. Well, we've talked about some of the statistics of teen pregnancy and childbirth, and there are a lot of teen moms out there what did we say, Ginny, that maybe seven births a month in the county are, right, are right. Teen, teen moms? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of teenage moms out there. There's a lot of need. Uh, I know we've run into teenage moms at different schools. Some schools actually have programs, have child care programs, right? Right. And some also offer um, uh, class classes in parenting and so on that we have participated in. Right. Um, on campuses, we have CalSafe and we have Pace Labs. They are actually um, child care facilities on high school campuses. And so the girls can go to school, know that their children are taken care of, and continue on in their education. Not all high, high school campuses have that. And so many times the girls, before they have their baby, are put on home studies. And I try to put myself in their situation and think, how difficult would that be trying to study for a test and And you have a baby that's waking up every two hours to be fed and then trying to get good grades, trying to finish when you may or may not have someone who's even just willing to hold the baby for an hour for you. And yet we have so many girls that are doing it. They're finishing school because we are there encouraging them. That's one of our our priorities is let's finish school, whether it's a GED or a high school graduation. Let's finish. Let's do it well. You know, I want to go back to my story at that middle school campus when that uh, young girl was talking to other girls about her journey of being a teenage mom, barely a teenager, and a young mom, you could have heard a pin drop. And at that moment, one of our volunteers, a YFC volunteer, got to say, hey, girls, 
There's a better way. Waiting for your husband. It's the right way. It's God's way. It's a better way. What an amazing opportunity we have to speak words of truth and words of life into these girls' lives. Now, this ministry, Ginny, has grown from uh, always a great ministry, working with uh, a small number of girls, but now we have blown the doors off. I know that we've had a great partner in New Covenant Community Church. Uh, the church has supported this ministry in many ways, including offering child care services and space to do that, uh, space to have meetings and dinners, and they've uh, helped us uh, prepare the audiovisual for our, our meetings. Tell us about a typical meeting. Maybe they're all atypical, but tell us about the meetings at New Covenant that happen on Tuesday nights and even about this most recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, every Tuesday night we are meeting at New Covenant from 6 to 8, and uh, we encourage the girls to get there on time. We offer incentives, and they get a gift card that we uh, pull their name out of a hat if they're there on time. And um, We start off with dinner. We eat family style, so we are feeding dinner to about uh, 30 30 to 35 girls every week, along with their children and all of our mentors. So exponentially, that kind of grows to about 70, 75 people that we're feeding every week. And we eat down, we sit down as a family to eat. So the girls are also learning a little bit of table manners, how to have a conversation at the table, because most likely at home, they are sitting in front of a television and eating. Not very many people sit together as a family anymore. And um, we have them clean up their tables when they're finished, and then we have speakers that come in. And um, this year our theme is Reality Check. And so every month we're, we're learning um, new things that eventually, hopefully, are going to have them make a decision that they will um, remain abstinent until they get married. And so we talk about communication, and that goes from talking to a doctor talking to your child and how different personalities work. And you can't speak to an employer the same way you would text your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So those are fun things to learn. And self-respect. And we're we're actually going to get to the point that, you know, we're going to talk about STDs. And what are some other consequences? You know, they have babies, but what are other things that happen even to your heart when you are giving that part of your life away to a boy? And um, so we have speakers that come in. We've done some fun things like Zumba classes, and um, we do crafts. Um, it's always fun for a mom to finish something in a day when she's got an infant or a toddler that's running around. And um, we're doing a scrapbook all year long because these teen girls, they have pictures on their phones, but not many of them have printed pictures. So they don't have baby books like I did for my children. And so we're, we're working on those with them this year, and they're writing letters to their children about maybe some something they learned or look at your child today and why does that make you feel and so they're writing letters to their children each month and um, so it's just a, a great time after those speakers we go into small groups and the mentors and the girls sit at the tables together we have discussion groups um, discussion questions to lead them deeper and this year that we've been meeting every week relationships are going so much deeper and these girls are having relationships with each other's each other that we don't even see a lot of times in high school, I mean, they're, they're texting and Facebooking each other, but that one-on-one face-to-face relationship doesn't happen as easily anymore. And these girls, when they're sent home, 
um, those face-to-face relationships are really harmed. And so it's great to see they are making friendships and they're getting together outside of our club meetings. And then our mentors um, also coming alongside them and um, developing relationships during that time. Wow. Uh, Jeannie, I can see we're going to have to do a part two to this show. We're already running a little low on time. We we have so much to talk about. I know that there is even a component that where you're starting to bring in the daddies, right. the young dads. Um, we've even talked about bringing in girls who are not teen moms, but so that they can kind of see what they would be in for if they continue making right. poor choices. Boy, there is just so much more. But before we let this uh, time escape us, I want to ask you, just tell me a story. Tell us about a situation. Maybe you won't use names, but give us a little more insight into a situation with one of the young girls that you're working with. And then I'll ask you maybe how our listening audience can get more involved. Um, I have a a girl that I had met at, uh, there's a teen parents conference that um, Fresno Unified and First Five puts on every year. And um, she had come early. She was sitting in a side room, and they just grabbed me. Can you go talk to this girl? And as I went in and talked to her, um, she is a mama of twins. At 16, she has twin boys. And they were in the hospital. They have respiratory issues. And she was just falling apart. She was so alone. And I prayed with her. I stuck with her through the day. And she ended up coming to our club meetings. And I've developed such an awesome relationship with her. But as I heard her story, how she was, um, when she was got pregnant, she was living with her, her father and a stepmother. And the tension in that relationship was so great that it, she couldn't live there anymore. And so she went back to live with her mother. And there were many issues in that um, relationship that were not healthy for anyone involved. And it got to the point that... Um, you know, we had to make some reports. We needed to remove her from her home. And, you know, that was a very stressful time. I, I didn't realize how hard that was for her and how many lies were in her head about what it meant for her to be removed from her home. She thought they were going to take her babies away from her. And, we had to get down to the root of the issue was you just need to be healthy. You need to be in a place that is healthy for you and for those boys. They're asthma. They were in the emergency room so often because they couldn't breathe because the home that they were living in was so um, filthy. The smoke that was in there, um, it just was not a healthy environment. And she was left alone so much that she was really in charge of herself. So when we got her into a safe home, of course, the I, you can't tell me what to do was happening, but she is in such a better place and is, has such a teachable spirit and has grown so much in love for the Lord. And she is reaching out to girls everywhere that she goes. She's such a little leader. And it's just remarkable from the first day that I met her to see where she is now, just growing up. Um, and she is such a great mommy to two little boys that are one year old now. That is fantastic. I know that these girls not only are learning to be great moms, but also they're meeting the Lord for the first time and they're becoming followers of Christ. It's such an awesome opportunity. And, you know, we really get down and dirty with these girls, right? I mean, we are getting into their lives and some of the things are not very simple and it's complicated, but we love the kids. Jenny, with just a minute left, 
how can people help? There are people out there listening right now that wonder, how can I help one kid or how can I support the ministry? What can you tell us? Uh, we have a baby boutique that happens twice a year, and we're always looking for donations of new or gently used items, anything for a baby. And so those can be dropped off at our YFC office. Um, we also are looking for scholarships for camp. Um, we're going to camp in April, and it costs about $125 a girl to go to camp. We need meals donated for our Tuesdays for dinners. And, of course, I'm always looking for um, mentor moms, whether you want to be involved in a girl's life or if you would just like to help programming-wise, serving the meals or creating a craft. So lots of fun ways to get involved. I would invite anyone to call us at 237-4741 for more information or see us at yfcnow.org. That is all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Ginny Payne. Thank you. You are welcome, and we'll see you soon right here at YFC Now. You've been listening to YFC Now. Contact us with your comments and questions at 237-4741. Visit us on Facebook or on the web at yfcnow.org. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting our youth.